And then you'll be able to get a good fee for whatever it is. So uh, don't, don't worry too much. Uh, that's uh, the, everybody's, uh, somebody's interested in everything. And anything you can be interested in, you'll find others will. But it's absolutely stupid to spend your time doing things you don't like. Hello, and welcome back to Our Manifestation Journey. We are your hosts. My name is Mickey. And my name is Sam. And we are two sisters who live together with our husbands and children and who document our play with the law of attraction. Welcome. Um, No doubt you clicked on this episode very intrigued by the title. (laughs) Um, I don't even know where to really start with it. Uh, I guess the most appropriate place to start would be as a disclaimer, a couple of things. First, this whole experience, what I'm about to talk about, is from my perspective. I'm not speaking on behalf of anyone else. My intention is not to make any general sweeping claims. Um, it's not to, you know, negate anyone else's experience or um, comment on anyone else's experience with miscarriage. These are just my thoughts, my experiences, my feelings, my emotions. Um, I think that's important to say mm-hmm. before stepping into this space. Um, I also want to say a disclaimer that if you are someone that does have fertility issues um, or has experienced miscarriage or, you know, this will trigger mm-hmm. memories, thoughts, visions, you know, emotions, experiences, whatever. Um, so just keep that in mind as well. If you're someone who's ready for that, then keep listening. And if you're not, maybe skip to a different episode. Um, okay. <laughs> so, yeah, it's just, it's very important to me to definitely get those thoughts out first, just because I feel like my take on this might be a bit different than what people might expect or maybe what has been traditionally spoken about. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think it's important to also mention that miscarriage is a normal thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it happens to a lot of people. And unfortunately, a lot of women suffer in silence with it because people didn't even know they were pregnant because mm-hmm. you're not supposed to tell people until after 12 weeks. And of For course, this reason. For this reason. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? And... For me, like a lot of people are like, tell people early, like, you know, it's their problem. It's like, it's a shame thing, right? Like you're not supposed to tell people out of shame if it doesn't go through. Mm-hmm. Um, and my perspective on that is I'm so glad I didn't release it and tell a bunch of people because my experience through this has been that the hardest part, there's actually a lot of hard parts. Maybe it's not the hardest part. Maybe it's just a hard part has been telling people and having to comfort them. Mm-hmm. Having to make them feel better, right? So I do want to start a little bit earlier, I guess, with all of this and kind of explain the whole story because I think that that's important before I get to the ending, which is how I was telling people, how I was kind of um, internalizing it or understanding, just going through in my head what just happened right and that includes my relationship with other people and explaining my experience with those that are closest in my vicinity but before that you know I kind of want to give the floor to talk about the pregnancy yes because we recorded a whole episode on that yeah and then haven't we not gonna release it now (laughs) because the whole tone of it was like 
oh my god I'm pregnant this is so exciting yeah. I've kept this secret da 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 and you had such an like incredible experience <laughs> in my pregnancy that we're just not allowed to share with the world now because I'm not pregnant I know it's kind of funny like it's, it's funny and how am I roped into this <laughs> <laughs> well you are on our manifestation journey so. I know but okay so just so people understand when we there's a story to how we found out that Mickey was pregnant and in that story I came across a very profound um power power that you have yeah. that I have so I haven't been able to share <laughs> my power this newfound power that I have with you because of how it originated how it it yeah, came it's a huge part be. of our manifestation journey, of your spiritual <laughs> manifestation experience. And we haven't been able to say shit because no. we've been keeping the pregnancy secret. Yeah. So it's like such a big part of your experience. Yeah. So it does need to be shared. Yeah. So like, I think it's important. Let's share it. <laughs> the pregnancy story is fun. I don't know. This is the whole point of this episode, right? Yeah. I want it to be something we can talk about. Yeah. I want it to be something that it's like, oh yeah, I got pregnant. And then I wasn't, you know, like, yeah. it's okay. There was a, there was this chunk of time where you were pregnant and right. we were, and things happened and we were experiencing that with you as a family. Right. And like the thing, you know, like, and, and then, so now it's just, we have to like w wash the whiteboard. Wait, to pretend that that like didn't, it happen. didn't happen. Like it like, did happen. Yeah. And a lot of really fun stories happened in there. Lots of fun stories. So let's tell the stories. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay, guys, this is actually a really cool story. Yeah. So, and I kind of alluded to it in previous episodes when we talk yeah. about um, the Mexico trip. I talked about this time travel, like these sequencing yes. things where I'd, I'd bounce back between present moment and the future. Yeah. Um, go back and listen if you're curious. But this is how it started. It started with um, Mickey's pregnancy. So... It was, you know, one random morning and I woke up and it was like a pen had dropped in my room or somebody had come into my room and kind of jolted me awake. I was, I was like energized and it was like I, I was late for something. So I get this like jolt of energy. I, I kind of spark awake and I had these three thoughts and it was Mickey's pregnant, mom knows and you're going to be the last to know. And it was very factual. There was no emotion attached to any of it. I didn't have any emotion around it. I was just like, it was It was just three blanket, blanket, is that a phrase? Just three just statements. statements. Not blanket. Blanket means like overarching, covering just a lot of statements. things. Just, just factual. Just these three facts. Yeah. And I had no emotion around any of it. Right. I didn't even think about it really afterwards. It was just like ping, ping, ping. Okay, so then I'm going about my day and I'm in the office and Mickey walks down the stairs and she's like, I haven't got my period yet. And she, you're only like a day and a half, maybe two days late. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, oh, that's weird because this morning I woke up and I had these three thoughts. You were pregnant, mom knows, and I'll be the last to know. And then you said, oh, well, that's funny because I just texted mom to get me a pregnancy test. Right. So when she comes over, she can give it to me. I was like, huh. Okay. And then like a few more hours go by and you're looking, looking at me like, I still haven't got it yet. Like, <laughs> don't worry. Don't you're worry. Gonna you're going to get it. Yeah, like you're, fine. you're not pregnant. Like yeah. I was not thinking about it at all. Like no, I was just either. like, you're not, you're not pregnant. Yeah. So then, you know, going about my day and Mickey gets the test from mom and she takes it and there's this like faint line on it. Yeah. And you weren't convinced 
And this is, you know, the second time that this kind of scenario happened where you take a test and you're not convinced. So um, I didn't think anything of it. I really didn't. It was so weird. I was very open and nonchalant about the whole thing. But so you and Mason wanted to go into town to get another test. And I was, um, you know, going to stay with the kids and help them with bath or whatever and come down the stairs. And mom's like, so do you think she's pregnant? I'm like, I, I don't know. I'm like, I really don't know. Like, apparently this, this is what happened last time. Like, we're kind of doing the same thing again, but I really don't know. And then so I'm upstairs with the kids in the bath by myself and... You're not physically in the tub with them. I think that should be clear. <laughs> kind of sounded like no. I just you're just in the tub to say that I was alone with the bath kids. Bath time, bath time. Yeah, you know, taking care of them. <laughs> and um, I, I knew that you were on your way home, and I there's a knock on the bathroom door, and I see all the people that I know and love like you Mason my husband Nick and my mom so all these like heads in this doorway with big smiles on their faces and you show me this positive pregnancy test and you're like I'm pregnant yeah and so I was just like what the fuck happened today yeah what happened like I was super excited obviously super excited oh my god yeah you're pregnant this is so great but also like what the fuck like I woke up with those three things in my head you had come to the house you show the pregnancy test to mom and Nick so literally everybody in the house knows except for me like how what I I'm like still mind blown over it yeah what a psychic moment and it keeps it keeps happening to you where you keep having these glimpses of the future and then something shows up and you're like oh Oh. yeah (laughs) right like you're literally having these glimpses of the future yeah like amy adams and arrival like it's like yes happening to you yes you're like you're collapsing timelines and you're like experiencing the future it's fascinating yes and i don't know what what i'm doing it at the time no so like i receive a message and i don't think it's significant i receive it i i might log it away but like i don't consider it to be super significant and then it appears like hours later yeah Yeah. like in the same day and that's the other thing that i'm noticing with all these things it's within i get (laughs) i get a notification from the universe about something pretty quickly and then 20 within 24 hours yeah it appears right so and i'm not calling it on or i'm not asking for it oh you're not wondering about it either right like you get the ping and then you're like cool and then you go on with your day i don't even know what's the ping at the time right right and then it's like 24 hours go by and something has happened to show me that these two events yeah are connected and that was just such a profound event it was such a like you know moment in our family um and, you know, to reiterate Sam's story and like my perspective of the whole thing. Yes, I took a pregnancy test from the dollar store. 
Again, we've had this story before. <laughs> this is how I found it. I, was, I, I think I'm just going to have an on stock digital test okay. thing. Yeah, it's all making sense actually now because, well, in this story. So got the, the dollar store test and was like, this isn't accurate enough for me. I need I need something to say pregnant. Like I want to read the <laughs> word because otherwise I'm not going to believe it. So Mason and I hopped on the next ferry and then we had eight minutes to get to the drugstore and then back to the ferry. And we did. We did it in six minutes, actually. So I ran in and grabbed like three or four digital tests. You don't need three or four boxes of double digital tests. Wow, you got boxes. I got, yeah. Like so I've got like, a bunch here. I've got three upstairs. Oh, fun. So I was looking at them a couple of weeks ago and was like, I don't need, I'm never going to need these again. Right? Think about it. I'm like, oh, this is my last pregnancy. It's my last kid. I'm never going to need these oh, again. Oh, okay. Yeah. Now I'm looking at them like, good thing I got them. Universe was like, you might need a few more of these. <laughs> funny now um anyway so yeah so i took the test on the boat and uh it said pregnant on the boat which is such a funny what a great what a great place to take a pregnancy test on a ferry um yeah and so mason and i were really happy and we came in and i actually went through um i'm skipping ahead a little bit yeah we saw sam and sam had a little meltdown on the bathroom floor like what the fuck just happened um (laughs) it's really cool because i was like am i like a psychic witch now like what's well, you'd been working on opening your third eye. Yes. So I think that's really interesting that you're yes. having all these psychic moments after opening your third eye. Coincidence? I don't think so. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So fast forward a couple of weeks. Um, obviously, we told immediate family members. And then I was going through crazy morning sickness. So that yeah. was really tough. Um, You'll notice in our episodes that Nikki <laughs> yeah. burps a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the all, of the, all of the episodes, basically January through the end of February, mm-hmm. are me just burping, like mm-hmm. and eating. You'll hear me eating in the background because <laughs> eating was the only thing uh, that would keep me not nauseous. Um, and uh, you know, I was on a couple shoots with uh, the team with the film that just launched at uh, the Kingston Film Festival, and so I had to tell all of them because I was like eating nonstop and burping all the time and peeing like crazy and you know they could kind of tell that I was out of sorts so um but yeah so I you know that whole team knew and yeah keeping it from everybody on the podcast was tough because it's something it's huge news and something I want to share but you know they say to keep quiet for 12 weeks just Mm -hmm. in case and so I was humming and hawing about that as well because this is another thing that we were super excited about in the last episode that we recorded you know, Manifestation Babe and Amanda Francis yes. are both pregnant right now. Yes. And Amanda Francis, my due date was supposed to be September 21st. And that's when hers is. It's like the same week. Wow. It's like 24th or something. She's having twins. Like, I'm so excited for both of them. Mm. And I just thought it was really cool. I'm like, oh, yes. we've got a Manifestation podcast too. And I'm pregnant too. And now I'm like, oh, I'm not I a part of the club sucks. anymore. <laughs> and now I just have to watch them post like ultrasound pictures. And <laughs> like, fuck. You were like on the te- on team Amanda. I was. Catherine. I was like, oh, Pregnant look at it. They don't even know that we're all besties yet, but we are. Uh, I know. Wah, wah. Um, so uh, where was I going with that? Oh, yeah. No, it was just like fun to be a part of that kind of group. And, you know, Amanda was saying she, she started telling people, I think she was 10 weeks or something or nine weeks. And she's like, I don't care about the stigma. Like, I don't want to suffer in silence if something bad happens. I want everyone to know. And I was like, good for her. That's really brave. But I'm just not ready to do that. And she said, like, she's like, you know, no shame on anybody. You do you. Like, whatever. But don't shame anyone else for doing it their way. Right. Mm-hmm. 
And so, yeah, I just, and I thought it would be fun to keep it kind of quiet. We went to Mexico and I was pregnant the whole time in Mexico and poor Sam had to travel with a pregnant lady. It's not easy, folks. (laughs) I pulled my shoulder twice while being pregnant in the first trimester. And that's what happens when, um, when you get pregnant, you get, um, loose ligaments. And Mm -hmm. so you're not supposed to lift anything. You're not supposed to like move anything. Like you're basically you're dead weight. And I tried doing that twice in the first trimester and pulled my shoulder both times. And the second time was right before the trip. So Mm -hmm. I was like, Sam, I'm not helping you with anything. So Sam was like lugging our bag around. We shared one. Um, so kudos to Sam. Plus I was like hungry and like, yeah, just grumpy. And if you go back and listen to that Mexico episode, that whole extended, side detour that led us to Mexico. I just picture me tired, hungry, nauseous, and pregnant that whole time <laughs> getting to that service desk, to the WestJet service desk and being like, I got it. It adds an extra layer. It of... does add an extra layer of like, <laughs> it was just really tough. Um, anyway, all, we even had just Ooh. we even had that little reel set up. Like, I it know. was this cutie little reel. Part of me wants to release it anyway, right. but it's kind of weird. It's sad now because if people don't know, then it's weird. Yeah. So like, I guess I can't. But if you're close to us, we'll show you. And also, I mean, I'm probably just saying things that you're about to say anyways. But like your Mexico pregnancy experience. Yeah, I had a <laughs> massage. <laughs> yeah, I had this amazing. Which you saved. I know I, I I didn't tell I know because I said at the end of that Mexico episode yeah. I said oh I have two more experiences that I want to share but you'll understand later why I didn't share them now and it's because I had this incredible prenatal massage with this amazing uh, woman who just ugh, like I don't even know if I want to go into it now just know that it's amazing you can Aww. go to present moment retreat I'm not going to go into the whole thing really. Well, I don't know. She was, I mean, she was just so lovely. She. You had a really great experience with her. Yeah. I was like bawling my eyes out. Yeah. For like the majority of it. Um, she just, she had a bit of broken English. Her English was amazing, but she would, she was doing her service, I guess you'd call it. It wasn't really a massage. It was more like an energetic exchange while she moved energy through my body if that makes sense like mm-hmm. sure there was still like massaging involved but that wasn't the focus um yeah she just she blessed me multiple times she let me cry I really needed to cry I think that was just energy built up maybe from getting there but also some of the work we were doing with Rochelle's workshops and anyway she just like hugged me and held me and let me cry and she um you know she just really took care of me I don't know. Like she, I was crying at one point in the massage and she just like held, well, I was face down on the table, but she like put her hand on my head and my shoulders and she just kissed the back of my neck and she said, it's okay. You can cry. And (laughs) she she was just really incredible. And I like flipped over and, you know, she was massaging my legs and she got to my stomach where the baby was and gave us really beautiful prayer. And, you know, like she was just, really taking care of me it was a really beautiful experience that I went into detail before when I was really excited about the pregnancy (laughs) and now I'm like this feels weird talking about it um and I had another experience with a um a tarot card reader um we were talking about the gender of the baby and like if she could tell through the tarot cards but the tarot card experience was really amazing too it was like so spot on and accurate her name was um fair Mm -hmm. 
uh, she was incredible. Um, and she actually reached out after the the short miscarriage episode. She reached out to me personally and said how sorry she was. Oh, she knew. Which is really sweet. Oh, wow. Yeah, she found me on my professional account. Wow. I know. That's and crazy. said, I'm so sorry. Wow. Isn't that really, like, so kind? Yeah. Ugh. I hope she's listening right now and can hear how amazing That's so she is. nice. I know. It was really sweet. Mm. I just love that she found our podcast and found mm. me and then mm. heard that and was like, mm. oh, no. Anyway, so both of those experiences, just as actual loud shout outs to both of them. Tanya was the um, masseuse prenatal massage therapist and fair mm-hmm. tarot card reading at present moment retreats in mm-hmm. Chacones, Mexico. Please go. The staff there is incredible. Again, mm-hmm. we talk about that in the Mexico episode, so you can go back and listen. Um, so yeah, there was just so much beauty really mm-hmm. wrapped up in the pregnancy. And, you know, the, um, we did the, uh, Reiki session with Skylar and Bev and did a whole yeah. bunch of work on generational trauma. And I was pregnant for that. And that felt really powerful mm-hmm. to like release the energy, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I felt like that that soul was right there with me, supporting me. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so now it's like, okay, so now we're getting to the miscarriage part. I don't have to get into too much crazy detail with this, but um, I will sort of explain my experience without getting too graphic because I really don't want to trigger anyone. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do want to explain what what the process is like. My intention with this, with this episode, with talking about it, with using this platform is to normalize it mm-hmm. because it happens to a lot a lot of women, way more women than you think. And the reason I know that is because when people find out about it, they're like, oh, I had one or my wife had one or my sister had one or my mom had one or my grandmother had five. Like they're so common. Mm-hmm. They're so common. So I want to normalize it. I want to make it a part of the conversation. We would like to take a quick pause from the show to share something with you that we've been working on for quite some time. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Introducing Instant Upgrade, the guidance program we have developed after much consideration over the past few months. Instant Upgrade is a series of packages that we have designed to help you manifest your dream life in a way that only works for you. Although there are many other programs out there that have served many people, us included, we realized we were looking for more of a tailored approach to our specific needs and desires. Over the past couple of years, we have been a part of one-on-one coaching as well as group masterminds, but we got to thinking, wouldn't it be cool if our clients could have the best parts of both? With one-on-one, you receive all of the focus for one hour with the perspective of one person. With a mastermind, you receive many perspectives and more support, but you have to share your time. This is where we come in. You get the perspective of two people with diverse understandings of the universe who are genuinely invested in your success. I have a degree in behavioral psychology and I am a generator energy type. And I have a bachelor of arts and I'm a projector energy type. Both of us have heavily invested in our own spiritual growth and development, and we are ready to pass on all of our knowledge to you. Let's create a specific strategy for you to begin living your best life. In Instant Upgrade, we will give you custom strategies, exercises, and home play, not homework, to help you shift into alignment with ease. And if this is at all speaking to you, don't wait to sign up because spots are limited. To learn more, visit our website at ourmanifestationjourney.com or click the link in the show notes. 
We can't wait to plurk with you and help you create your dream life. And now, back to the show. Yeah, so I want to talk about my experience a little bit. So um, the signs of it were, you know, typical in that I was spotting and you can spot in pregnancy. That can be normal. So if there's anyone out there that's pregnant and is spotting, don't freak out. Like little, a little, little tiny bit is perfectly normal. Um, but I was getting actual like clots mm-hmm. that were coming out. So um, I paged the midwife and she said that she recommended that I should go to the hospital if it, if it happened again or if it got worse. Like it was totally up to me. Um, so I went and this is the part that like, really bothers me and I feel like if anyone has any type of control in any sort of hospital setting um, and is listening to this please ask at the front if the person going in needs support because I had to go through this whole experience alone in the hospital and that was really it's a cruel thing to do to someone like yeah you know I thought didn't think they, they would have given you an option well, we got to the door and they were like, he can't come in. Like, it was just like, who's, who's coming in? And it was, who's being, who's, yeah. who has the problem? And it was me. And he's like, okay, well, he has to stay outside. There was no question. There was no like, you know, it was just like COVID one person only. And I was yeah. like, okay. So then I, you know, I go through, go to the desk and he's like, what's the concern? And I said, I think I'm having a miscarriage. I'm like choking it back. You know, it's the first time I think I've said the word out loud. Um, and he's like, okay. And, you know, he's asking me my symptoms and, you know, takes my temperature and all that. Um, and because I had just been to Mexico, I got put in the COVID section because I'd been out of the country in the last 14 days, which really doesn't make sense. This is all Canadian COVID crap, but like (laughs) you're starting to hear our perspective on COVID. I was just tested. I was just tested with yeah. a PCR test to get back into the country and it was negative. Uh-huh. Yet there's all these people that are just hanging around in Kingston that haven't been tested in the last 14 days Yeah, that are allowed to sit in the non-COVID section. But I was just, I have documentation to say I'm negative. It doesn't matter, but I'm like, this is dumb. So I sat in the COVID section. So then I got taken to the restriction, restricted area because, and so everyone's wearing hazmat suits and... <laughs> I'm like, you know, in the room and the doctor comes in and, you know, he's like being all careful. They have to take blood work. And this is kind of another part of the story that's important. So they say they're going to do an ultrasound and then they said they're going to do an internal exam. And I said to the doctor, if this is a miscarriage, is an internal exam really necessary? Like, are you really going to put me through that? Can we just do the ultrasound? He's like, well, normally do we do the internal exam first and then the ultrasound. I'm like, cool. Can we skip that though, please? <laughs> I just don't need that on top of everything else right now. My husband's outside. Poor Mason. He was just wandering around from I coffee just, shop to coffee I'm, shop. I'm super distracted by the fact that you thought that you could have brought him in. What do you mean? Well, because... Because of COVID? Yeah. Like, do you think you could have brought him in? I think that he should have been allowed in. Well, yeah, fuck yeah. Like, yeah, that's my concern. But they wouldn't have let you. No. So, so this is why I, I'm sorry. I'm like super hung up on it because I just feel like this whole thing is like to me, from my understanding of you, you're you're taking this really, 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 really well <laughs> because I just can't. 
Yeah. Like, I just can't. Like, I'm like, what the actual fuck? Like, it's not just your baby. It's his baby. Why isn't he allowed in? Like, yeah. I'm just like, I think I'm livid and like, I can feel fire burning in my stomach and my yeah. throat and my heart. Yeah. My whole body is just like, what the fuck? Yeah. So my question is, because you said earlier in this, I'm getting like super nitpicky because I'm just like, was there an opportunity? <laughs> You're like investigating. Yes, I'm investigating because you said, I wish that they had have asked me where, right. where I didn't I fight it. I didn't say to him, I think I'm having a miscarriage. He needs to come with me. I didn't say that. Mm -hmm. I just was like, he's clearly there to support me. Do you think that if you had have, they would have let him? No. Okay. That was the vibe. It was like, yeah. Get so away. it, but what, I was, what I was hoping was, you know, as soon as I mentioned it to the person at the desk, they would say, like, do you have anyone? Do you have a support system nearby? And I think he said he said something of the lines of, you know, there's FaceTime. You can call. Yes. You can have that person in the room with you on the phone. Yes. Um, it's not the same thing. No. So that was still mentioned. And so okay. then a doctor came in the room and I said to him, you know, after he said, after I kind of fought him on the internal exam, I was like, is there any way, like, what, like, is there any, um, what did I say? Light at the end of the tunnel in terms of having that support system in the room, because I do feel like I may be having a miscarriage and my husband's outside and he's just not allowed to come in. And the guy was like, unfortunately, like, no, like, there's just no way that that person can come inside. And I was like, okay, like, I'll just go through this alone then. And That's so, so fucked up. had an ultrasound. Um, the baby was meant, like really tiny on the ultrasound. So they're like, we just can't get good enough imaging. Unfortunately, we have to do internal ultrasound, but we're going to send you to ultrasound to do that. I'm like, okay. So it's really unpleasant. Like the whole ultrasound experience. It's a lovely woman. She was really, really nice, but it was just like really uncomfortable and really unpleasant. And I'm like, this is the moment where my support system would be really helpful right now. Cause like, what am I going to do? Have them on FaceTime. It's not I need someone in there holding my hand, kissing my forehead. You know, that's what I need. I don't need to sit here and power through this by myself, stare at the ceiling and just like... Canada, I'm so disappointed in you right now. Like, figure out your life, right? Anyway. <laughs> the whole country, I'm mad. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, hmm. anyway, so we'll go through that alone. And then I'm sitting in a... I, they bring me to... Um, oh, God. They bring me to the general area because they're like... I get back to the room and the doctor goes, why are you isolated again? Like, what? what? He was like, which question of COVID did you answer? And I was like, that I was outside oh. of the country. And he's like, oh, okay. Uh, but you took the, I'm like, yeah, you have to get a negative PCR test to come back in. He's like, okay. So he like, then he takes off his freaking helmet and his gloves. And so does his colleague. Like, they're just like, you don't need to be in here. I'm like, I know that. <laughs> Like, this is so dumb. Like, they're already questioning the rules. Of course right? they're questioning the They're already the rules. questioning the protocol. So I'm yeah. like, this is really feeling kind of choppy here, folks. Mm -hmm. Anyway, so they moved me back to the general area. So now I'm laying on this bed in the general emerge area where I'm listening to other people's, you know, things going on. And I'm honestly laying on the bed at this point. I've got over an hour to lay here because they have to send the images to radiology in order to have a professional look at them to then give them back to the doctor in emerge to tell me what's going on. So I'm laying there and there's a lot of time to kind of think and I'm really tired at this point. Like I just want to sleep and not to mention they haven't offered me anything to eat or drink. 
<laughs> so I'm like, all right, it's been like five hours or something at this point. I'm like, okay. <sighs> so not to mention, I mean, I could just be a pregnant lady with complications. Like maybe she needs a glass of water. I don't know. Anyway, but the whole time that I'm laying there, I'm obviously upset that I don't have a support system with me. I'm calling Mason as soon as I can. Every time I get an update, I call him. Um, but I'm laying there and my, my thoughts were, I'm really grateful for this bed. I'm really mm. grateful for this space. I'm really grateful for these people who mm. dedicate their lives to helping people like me. Mm. I'm really grateful for the support of either side. Like the nurses were so nice, like to mm. me and everyone around us, mm. or everyone around me, us, me and this soul. Um, well, I'm sure that they're thinking that these rules are really dumb. Probably. And they're just like, all we can do is make her feel okay. Okay. Yeah. That's support. It. That's it. all we got. And normal. They made me yeah. feel normal. They made me feel like it's it's fine. Like whatever you're going through is fine. You know. Um. And so <laughs> this nurse comes in after I've been laying there for an hour. She comes in and she goes, "Will you follow me, please?" And I'm like, Ugh. "They're taking me to the room." Right, they're taking me to the bad news room. Like the I bad know, news room. I know I'm going to the bad news room alone. I'm going, <laughs> to, the bad, I'm going to the bad news room alone. <laughs> I'm just gonna come in there and just riot. Oh, like burn the thing down. <laughs> Not that it's anybody's fault that's there, but no, it's, just, it's it's garbage. Yeah, sorry. So I go to the room and I'm sitting there and I'm like, can I have a glass of water or something? I'm like a banana, anything, something to just hold me over. And this is the second time I've asked, but clearly the first person forgot. Oh so God. she's like, yes. She's like, I will be right back. I'll see what I can find for you. So she brought me back soda crackers and water. I was like, that's fine. I want a sandwich, but I couldn't eat deli meats at the time because I was pregnant, but I didn't know if I was having miscitch. Anyway, probably could eat. I could have eaten the sandwich. Spoiler alert, I could have eaten the sandwich. Anyway, not that you'd want to, but. So I'm sitting there and the doctor comes in and it's two men, right? It's two men telling a woman alone that she's having a miscarriage so he was very sweet about it like he said um from the ultrasounds do you want to close the door sure because i think mom's mom's very sweetly baking in the kitchen um so yeah he says from the ultrasounds it appears you the the images appear to be showing signs of a miscarriage that's the way he worded it which is a really kind way of saying it it could have been you're having a miscarriage, you know, like aggressive like that. But it's the signs are showing. Right. Like it's like such a softer blow. Um, and I was like, OK, all right. And uh, so he he explained that the fetus was uh, measuring at seven weeks instead of 11 weeks and two days, which is what I should have been. And there was no heart activity. Is again how he worded it. I'm like, this is kind. I think there's been research around this. Like, <laughs> you probably Googled how to tell someone that they're having a miscarriage. Um, so, yeah, there's no heart activity. So, it's, you know, it's not alive, right? It's like done at seven weeks. So, I was like, okay. And like, when he said it, I felt knowing my energy centers, knowing my body, I felt the, I felt the pain in my gut. So, there was like, heaviness on my heart but pain in my gut so my okay. sacral area um and so then you go into that it's not shell shock but like kind of like you know like you're just like okay <laughs> yeah. okay and I'm trying to just understand what he's saying but I was okay I, I didn't 
I didn't cry. I was just like, okay, okay. Like really listening to the information and okay. So then I'm like, okay, so what happens now? What do I do? And he said, well, um, he didn't say you're early enough along, but he said, what you can expect is that your body is just going to, going to go through the process. Like it's going to, um, I don't remember how he worded it, but it's naturally going to just take its course. And I was like, okay, that's good. He's like, we can schedule an ultrasound for you next week. If that's something that you're interested in. I'm like, not if my body's taking care of it, I don't really need to, I don't see why I would do that. And he was like, okay. And so the the man behind him was a, a resident yeah. doctor, just you know, learning, learning, I think. Yeah. Very nice. Very nice man. Both of them are very nice. And he, he looked at me. He's like, are you okay? And I was no. like, I would be better if I had my husband in here with me. <laughs> yeah. Like, this would be much easier if I had support. Yeah. Um, but I am okay. Like, I looked at both of them and I was like, I really do believe everything happens for a reason. And like... I'm laying on that bed through the entire process, those five, six hours thinking, if this is a miscarriage, I trust the universe. Like, Mm -hmm. I am okay with this. If this is what is supposed to happen, then this is what is supposed to happen. So when they hit me with the blow, I was like, okay. And they were like, I think they were kind of like, she must just be in shock. She's going to, she's going to freak out later. (laughs) Um, But, you know, they closed the door and I cried. You know, like I was like, this sucks. Like, Mm -hmm. I think it really sucks to go through this by myself. Like, I was just bummed and hungry and thirsty and, you know, eating my little soda crackers. And like, this is the most depressing thing. So I went ahead to use the washroom. And of course, I'm seeing more signs of it. So they actually had these um, giant pads in the bathroom. Like, is this their miscarriage bathroom? Like, it's (laughs) like they had it all set up. So I was like, okay, great. So I put on one of those and... Uh, Mason came up and met me at the hospital. He was, I think he was sitting at a bar, actually. He's not the type to, like, go get drunk. He's at the Tiernanog. <laughs> the country music song. <laughs> He's not that type at all. But he had been to three coffee shops or something. I think he was just bored. He's like, well, I guess I'll go to a pub now. Anyway, so he came up and met me, and uh, I walked out, and I just, you know, it was it was such a typical scene. Mm-hmm. Like, husband standing outside the hospital, wife comes out, hugs him, and they cry. Like, mm-hmm. that's, like, what happened. And then we had to catch the next boat, um, the next ferry. So, And all of this to say, too, uh, to drive down and get across as quickly as we could, we would have missed the, the boat because the lineup was too long. So we had to walk on. So that really sucked. Like, we had to walk on the ferry, get a cab to the hospital, and then... Oh, on your way you had on to. On the way gotcha. there, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then we had to walk back down walk on the ferry so that sucks we're bumping into all these people we know yeah right uh-huh. like and like mason's like hey everyone's like hey how are you he's like good i'm like he's lying like <laughs> we're not good but even sitting there like sitting in the terminal uh waiting for the ferry to come you know it was just the two of us and this one guy across the way that seemed to definitely be in his own world um and we were already able to laugh mm-hmm. like we were already okay while I was waiting in the hospital, he and I were sending funny reels back and forth to each other of like cats, mm-hmm. like funny, like laugh out loud cat reels and dog reels that were just keeping us both happy. So he was showing me a few more and I was showing him a few more. And then we just kind of laid there or sat there and we're just like, okay, like, <laughs> whoa, like, it's just, this is very surreal such a surreal moment for both of us like okay and mason said that he um it was it's almost like he didn't believe it until i said it to him Mm. 
And then he's just like, okay. But he was really comforted that I was okay. Yeah. Right? Like it makes his life a lot easier. And he was saying, he's like, I didn't have any signs of the pregnancy. Right? Like, yeah. He isn't feeling it. His body's not changing. He heard the news, but like, and was trying to wrap his head around it, but that's it. Mm-hmm. And like, I'm kind of in the same boat, only that like, I didn't feel any kicks or like my stomach didn't get that big. It, you know, it was just, I was nauseous and that sucked. And I'm like, oh, it was one of my first thoughts was like, oh my God, I have to do that again. <laughs> yeah. You know, I was so looking forward to that part being over and that I yeah. never have to do it again. But yeah, that's fine. Um, but yeah, so then, you know, leaving that whole experience, then we're like, oh my God, now we have to tell people. We have to tell people. We have to tell a lot of people, really. More people than I thought we would have to tell, you know? So that part was really hard because I'm like, I don't want to tell people. I don't want to upset people. But so here's the part that I feel like this is the part that needs the disclaimer because it is my unique experience. And in telling it, I don't want to seem insensitive or... Um, cold hearted or, um, you know, I don't want to negate anyone else's experience. However, my experience of this miscarriage is that number one, it wasn't meant to be. Number two, I have a platform to talk about miscarriage through the eyes of manifestation, law of attraction, vibration, um, and being one with source. And I think that it was one of the thoughts that I had pretty quickly was, okay, clearly I'm meant to have this experience so that I can talk about it through this lens because it helped me like a lot through the whole thing. I'm laying on a bed in a hospital about to have a miscarriage and I'm thinking about how grateful I am mm-hmm. for where yeah. I am yeah. and the people around me. Helping you. Helping me. Mm-hmm. What? I don't think that's common. Mm-hmm. Um and I was able to see the big picture quickly. Yeah. And I think that that comes from all of the books we've read, all the meditations we've done, that I really do feel this profound connection with source. Mm. And I really do trust them. Yeah. I really trust the universe. Like, I really do. And this <laughs> proved that, even to yeah. myself. Yeah. Like, I was able to just be like, okay, okay. This is not meant to be. That's okay. Yeah. That's okay. I'm okay with that. You know, yeah. like I'm, it's sad. Don't get me wrong. And like you had said to me that I'm such a committed person. Yes. Which is so true when I have yeah. an idea in my head or I'm like, okay, we're doing this, that I'm like committed. So mm-hmm. when it's like, okay, you're going to be a mom of three, I'm like committed to that. Mm-hmm. And then all the things that come along with that, like I had to change every thought in my head. Cause when you're pregnant, you're like, oh, I can't eat that. Oh, I can't have that. Oh, like it's like, I need a prenatal vitamin. I need a vitamin. Exactly. Yeah. Like there's so many things that you change to um, match that pregnancy identity. Mm-hmm. So then when you're not anymore, you're like, Okay. I can drink now. I can have a drink. I can eat deli meats. I can, yeah. Like there's just so many things where you're like, oh, I can have that. Oh, I can have my eggs over easy. Oh, I can, you know, like there's just all these things that you have to switch back. Have to switch back. And every single time is a reminder that you're not pregnant. Yeah. Right. Every single time is it like it's a punch to the side because you're like, right, I'm not pregnant. And then the other side of that is 
um, the pain. Yeah. And I feel like this is something women don't want to talk about because you don't want to scare anyone else Mm. if they have a miscarriage. I don't want to scare anybody, but I also wish someone would have told me that it is painful. Mm. Like it is, you do have like contractions. They're not as intense as labor, but they're pretty intense. Mm. And so that was tough. But luckily I had my training and having two kids that I know how to deal with that kind of pain. And Mm -hmm. so um, through the Love Your Labor program with um, Corinne Brown. So um, I was able to, to handle it. Like I was, and it, for me, didn't last very long. It was like, I would say, so right after I got home, basically, it had ramped up. Mm. So, which is crazy that I was able to peacefully go through that hospital experience and not mm. be in a crazy amount of pain. Yeah. And then as soon as my I got home, my body was like, cool, we're in a safe space. Let's do this. And so mm. it, it the, my body was able to pass the sack, mm-hmm. I guess I'll call it, um, pretty quickly. And it was, it was painful. Like I had to take Tylenol and um, was using like a heating bag. And what was I watching? Oh, Love is Blind. Thank mm-hmm. you, smutty TV. Like <laughs> I needed that to totally distract myself from everything that was going on. Um, so, yeah, there was a lot of hard parts of this where I had a ton of support, right, between you and Mason and mom and um, everybody really like it just, I had the space to, um, just have it and know that the babies are taken care of and I could just take that time to heal. Um, and there was lots of moments where like, there was one moment in particular where I was just like, I've had a miscarriage. And then I just started crying because mm. it's like, Oh, okay. That's part of my identity now that mm. I wasn't familiar with before. And the word miscarriage is so traumatic yeah right so I'm like okay this is like a part of me so like and I any time that I felt like I needed to ugly cry I did mm-hmm. so I let that part go I just let it out like I was like oh time to ugly cry and I would just bleh, like just silent cry into a pillow and let it out and then feel better and then be like okay I'm okay again um but I've I've just been in this amazing state of gratitude Mm -hmm. of the entire experience like not grateful of course to lose the baby but grateful in the wisdom that my body has Mm -hmm. it knew my body knew that it wasn't a proper pregnancy it wasn't healthy pregnancy so we're like oh time to clear this out so they cleared it out Mm -hmm. you know and did it all on their on its own and it just I mean it was very unpleasant I'm not going to say that it wasn't it was it was tough and it's things that you can't unsee or unfeel Mm -hmm. Um, and I don't wish it on anyone, of course, like it's not, it's very unpleasant. Um, but if you understand the wisdom of your body and you understand in my perspective, the, the, um, divine master plan, Mm -hmm. um, it makes it all easier, Mm -hmm. makes the whole experience easier. Like I just trusted. Mm -hmm. It was just like, I'm meant to go through this. Mm -hmm. I'm meant to experience this. I'm meant to to talk about it. Mm -hmm. Um, And you can tell also like you've developed your emotional intelligence mm -hmm. so strongly that to go through something that's challenging and difficult, you have the wherewithal to um, respect your emotions, to allow your emotions to pass through you, for you to be able to go through something like that and not make it mean anything about you. Right. And, it doesn't um, define you. It doesn't mean like 
I mean, we kind of talked about it. You were like, I don't, I don't want this victim yeah. uh, persona to be attached to me. I don't, you know, I think that you just kind of masterfully, 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 masterfully. <laughs> <laughs> um, and artfully uh, managed your emotions in a way that was really healthy. Like mm. you allowed yourself to cry. You allowed yourself to feel any emotion you wanted to feel in the right, moment. Right. But you also allowed it to pass through and empower you and see the beauty and the gratitude in every of it, every moment of it. So right. like, you know, I, I think like that is a huge reason why it happened was to show people what's possible. Right. That's really kind of you. Thank you. Hello, Mickey here. I'm going to interrupt the show for a brief moment to let you in on something that I have been developing on my journey. If you've been listening for some time, you know that I've been tapping into something that I can't even explain. From my meditation practice, I used to involuntarily shake, sway, write circles on paper, and more recently receive messages from source. It started with free writing in my journal and has led to channeling really personal and powerful messages for those closest to me. And let me tell you, these messages have been life-changing. Yeah, I can speak to that. It was a couple of months ago when I walked into the office. Mickey was in front of her laptop and I said, Mickey, I would like a channeled message. I had watched her give several different messages to our close family and friends and even to people that she had met online. And I saw that they were life-changing and I was like, I'm ready to have one of these life-changing moments. The experience was amazing. It was about an hour long. Uh, there was a lot of tears. I had a major breakthrough. It just gave me a lot of clarity. And I knew that it wasn't coming from her because she was speaking to things that she didn't even know about. And through that, I, I came up with a new strategy, a new way of operating in my business. And from there, a whole new journey opened up for me. So yeah, they really are life-changing. Oh, thanks, Sam. The interesting thing about all of this is that you actually have this ability. You do, trust me. But sometimes you get in your own way of being able to listen to your higher self, which is where I come in. With an hour session with me, I will tap into your energy, ask your higher self what you need to hear, and then deliver that message back to you. If you're someone who is seeking clarity in their life right now, you're not sure which way to turn or what to do next, these readings are for you. Sign up for a channeled message with me today at ourmanifestationjourney.com slash Mickey Channeling. That's OurManifestationJourney.com slash Mickey Channeling, M-I-C-K-I-C-H-A-N-N-E-L-I-N-G. Your higher self is calling. Will you answer? I'm ready when you are. And now back to the show. To, to circle back, I hate that term, but I'm going to use it. Um, you know, to say like explaining to everyone how I feel about my own miscarriage, yeah. right? So when it came time to tell people, you know, they were really sweet and lovely and so supportive and saying, you must be devastated. Mm -hmm. That was the word that kept coming up. You must be devastated. Mm -hmm. And it's like, suddenly I feel like this scorned woman, you know, mm -hmm. like you said, like that victim, 
And I was like, I'm not. Mm-hmm. And I don't say that to be cold hearted. I don't like, of course, it's sad when you think you're pregnant and you're hosting a baby and then it chooses to leave, that soul chooses to leave or your body isn't cooking it properly and it has to clear house. You know, it's sad. Mm-hmm. Of course, it's sad. I'm okay being sad. Mm-hmm. I'm okay dealing with grief. I'm okay. I'm okay because I trust. Mm-hmm. I'm okay because I believe the universe has a bigger plan. I'm okay because I believe I was meant to experience this. Mm-hmm. Like all of these things that have set this foundation for the way I default think. Mm-hmm. So I'm feeling a little bit of guilt when people are like, you must be devastated. And I'm like, I'm really not. I'm really okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but also it turns into this event where I have to convince someone else that I'm okay. Mm-hmm. And I it takes a lot of energy to explain why I'm so okay, mm-hmm. right? Because it's confusing. Mm-hmm. I think the average person is like, how could she possibly be okay? Mm-hmm. And it, there was even close friends where I was like, I'm really okay. And they're like, yeah, but like, let yourself grieve and like go over through the roller coaster. And I'm like, uh, I know that, but also I'm really okay. <laughs> like I have to convince them that mm-hmm. I'm okay. Yeah. Which at the time when I was like in the thick of it and really healing, I was like, I don't want to, I don't have the energy to convince anybody that I'm okay. Mm-hmm. Um, which is also kind of the point of this podcast is, you know, if anyone wants to know my thoughts on it, it's like, okay, here's an hour of her thoughts. She doesn't feel like repeating herself. So like, go there. You can listen to the whole story. Um, but yeah, I think the thing that I want to be really aware of is there's so many things. Like I was fortunate, very, very fortunate in that my miscarriage happened after having two kids, after having two easy pregnancies mm-hmm. easy both of them the deliveries you know they have their own stories but to two healthy babies like mm-hmm. they're both healthy happy thriving babies mm-hmm. so that to support me mm-hmm. is huge mm-hmm. huge like I'm going through a hard time I'm having a cramp or whatever and one of them runs in and goes hi mommy and it's like instantly everything's okay mm-hmm right? Instantly. I'm not second guessing my fertility issues. I'm not, I'm not worried about it. Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, we'll try again. We didn't even try for this one, right? This was an oops as they all were. (laughs) Yeah. Um, None of them were planned. They were all like, oh, look at this. We're pregnant. Yeah. And I believe, I truly do believe it's souls deciding to come in. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, I really do believe that at in their time. So, you know, when they decided to leave, I was like, okay, like your call, you know, and I'm open if someone else wants to come in or if it's the same soul that just changed its mind and maybe it's coming <laughs> back. Like, I, I just, I believe it's all meant to be. So, but having two kids prior yeah. is huge in my, in affecting my mental health mm-hmm. and my uh, perspective of my own identity. Right. Like that was really, really helpful in softening the blow, if mm-hmm. you will, um, that everything was going to be okay. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's really important to mention. Cause I feel like there's a lot of women that have miscarriages that don't have the blessings of a child first. Mm-hmm. 
So they have to deal with that first. Mm-hmm. And then they have their second pregnancy or third pregnancy and they're like, I don't know how this is going to go down. Mm -hmm. Right. And the stress of that would, I think, be really hard for someone, Mm -hmm. particularly if they've had more than one miscarriage before a baby. Mm -hmm. Like that to me, I think this might be a different conversation Mm -hmm. if I had had that experience first. Yeah. Um, But I just know, I think from the social circles uh, online, there's so much information that floats around right now. I knew how common miscarriages were. Mm-hmm. And when, again, once I started opening up to people around me about what had happened, they're like, oh yeah, I've had one mm-hmm. or I've had two or um, my mom did or whoever. Like there's just, my circles really started to shine and say like, this is really normal. It's actually, I believe the stat is one in five. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that's one in five women have a miscarriage or one in five pregnancies. Mm. To me, it makes more sense in one in five pregnancies. Like mm-hmm. that's how common I believe it is. I might be wrong. I don't have any stats on that, so don't quote me. But I think the stat is one in five women mm. have had a miscarriage. So that's a lot. Mm-hmm. It's 20%. Yeah. It's a lot of women. So I want to just normalize it and I want to make it okay. Mm-hmm. for everybody to talk about. I want it to be like, you know, oh, I had a miscarriage last month, you know, but it's okay because it doesn't mean I can't have more. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other thing that I think is <laughs> so many, this is like why I decided to have this longer episode later because I really did need time to collect all of my thoughts. And this is a big one for me. So the miscarriage humbled me. Mm. greatly in in a really beautiful way um understanding this this world this law of attraction like your question will be did you manifest your miscarriage mm-hmm. right did you manifest yeah. this yes to a certain extent not from conscious thought mm-hmm. but i believe it's part of a bigger plan mm-hmm that's going to align with my um, ultimate goals, dreams, and desires. Mm-hmm. So whether that means this episode reaches someone and it really affects them and they're able to share it with someone and it really affects them and it causes this ripple effect, maybe that's the point. Maybe it's making room for a project in six months, nine months that I didn't even realize was would have been a thing. And I'll look back and go, wow, I could have a newborn right now. Mm-hmm. And it just wouldn't make sense. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I can't think of the infinite reasons, right? Yeah. Um, but I had this understanding, and this is going to sound, it's like at the risk of sounding arrogant ignorant I don't know what the right word is but you know having two babies so easily I was like under this understanding that it was my vibration that made it so easy to get pregnant and have kids mm-hmm. right so it's like oh there's no way I'll have a miscarriage because I'm so high vibe I mean we were in Mexico for God's sake like, yeah. the highest like vibe yeah. you can get yeah. eating the greenest of freshest food and living in gratitude all goddamn day and like you know my vibration couldn't get any higher yeah and then I had a miscarriage the next week Mm -hmm. like I was under the impression like oh people that have miscarriages like maybe they're really stressed maybe they're not in alignment maybe they're not you know yeah and I'm like oh no it can happen even if you're really high vibe it can still happen 
So that's a huge humbling experience for me because what that means is this event, this thing that happened to me looks bad, sounds bad, but really is for my ultimate highest purpose. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Like it ultimately so, serves you. Yes. Yeah. What a mind fuck yeah. that is. Yeah. Because you look on from the outside and you're like, wow, that's really terrible. Like, I wonder what kind of thoughts she's thinking or what she's attracting into her life. Right. Mm -hmm. That's what I used to think. Right. And now I'm like, whoa, we are judgy wudgy on the negative things that happen to people. Right. You don't know how that's going to serve their highest good. Right. So true. So like enough with the judgment. Right. It's so true. That's such a good point. So I'm like really humbled by that because I'm like, wow, just because I can't see that person's larger picture, I'm painting them as a victim. I'm painting them as someone that has trouble with their vibration or whatever it is. Have it together. Right. Yeah. And And instead, oh, I've got it together. Oh, I just really (laughs) do feel like I, I mean, a good chunk of my life, I'm living in a high vibration. I'm very happy. I'm not, I'm not using this to brag. I'm just saying, I mean, we were in Mexico. I mean, it doesn't get, did you see us dancing in Mexico at that silent disco? I I cried from pure joy and play. Like, I don't remember the last time I did that. Like, I don't remember the last time I was in that high of a vibration. Yeah. And then I had a miscarriage the next week. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm really grateful that it didn't happen in Mexico. Mm-hmm. Maybe my high vibe, you know, stalled it or something. I don't know. But I do. I think it's really important. It's a really important lesson that you don't know. It's never okay to pass judgment on anyone else's experience. And I just, you know, painting all women with miscarriages with the same brush, right? Mm-hmm. The blanketed statement of you know, you poor thing or, you know, oh, she must be having a really hard time or whatever it is. Like you don't know mm-hmm. how people are experiencing things. And don't get me wrong, like <laughs> miscarriage, sad thing, <laughs> right? I'm not here to say. It's a really hard thing I'm not to here navigate. to say it's not sad. It's, yeah. it's a sad thing by yeah. nature. It's a sad thing, right? We were using um, the avatar, um, quote no, it's very, like, this sad is sad. This is very sad only right like there's no room for gratitude mm-hmm. blessings appreciation no room for that you mm-hmm. know it's not true um and yeah it's 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 a messy roller coaster you know it's, it's all, really hard to navigate it's as really hard outsider yeah must offer you support <laughs> It's so hard. Oh, you're not sad? Okay. I guess we'll just pretend exactly. it didn't happen. Like, what am like... I supposed to say? What am I supposed to offer? <laughs> right. Um, oh, I guess we're just not worried about this you. Yeah. Like, I, I don't, I can't, can't just say nothing. I can't just be like, oh, you know, I guess we're over this. Time. Like, yeah. you can't, yeah. you know, like yeah. as the, the person who you're just lost and what, it's like going to a funeral. You don't know what to say. <laughs> you so just don't true. know what to say. You're like, I'm sorry. Like, yeah. I have nothing, you know, I, I don't know. Like, I think obviously I know you really well. I live with you. So when you tell me something, I'm like, okay. Like I, we just know each other so well that you don't have to say a lot for me to understand what you, that I'm okay, that you're okay. Yeah. It's like, 
a few words, right? All you need to say is a few things and like, got it. Yeah. Like, you know, but <laughs> yeah. for obviously for like the yeah. other people, the mass people, they don't know. Right. Like, and how could they? How could they? And, and like, I don't blame anybody for no. that. And I can't reiterate enough the how grateful I am for the, all of the support I've received. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's really affected people in my life like they're really upset for me yeah and I'm like wow like thank you yeah for being so empathetic yes and caring and kind and thoughtful like yeah. there's just been a lot of people who have just been so amazing yeah and I'm just I feel really blessed yeah it's another reason to feel blessed yes it's so true it's crazy yeah you are really blessed. I'm very blessed. There's so many people that just, I, like, there's so many people in your life that just don't want you to experience anything negative. Ever. Right, right. You know, like, there's so many people who are just like, no, not that, right? And yeah. Like, it's okay. And they're like, but no, not for you. <laughs> like, <laughs> they just, they yeah. want you to avoid that experience. Well, who wants know? to go through that experience? Yeah, Nobody. But it's very limited human thinking mm -hmm. to think that it's a really really negative thing yeah right because mm -hmm. this is like the final thing that i'll say that i feel like may ruffle some feathers but it was it kept going around and around in my head during the whole experience which was mm. don't take life so seriously yeah right like don't take it so seriously what what was that lower the stakes lower the stakes lower the stakes, lighten the mood. Like it kept, and it wasn't, it didn't feel like my voice because I don't know if I would say that to myself. I don't think I would pretty quickly after having a miscarriage. Like it's no big deal. It was this voice that kept coming in that was like Abraham. Like Abraham talks about this often where they're like, you guys take death really seriously. Mm -hmm. Like You guys are really upset about it. <sighs> like they're like, death's not that bad. Like, it's not a bad thing, guys. Like, you're really making this, you, you sweet little cute little humans, you make this into like a huge deal. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be seen that way. Yeah. And so that's what I kept thinking. Yeah. Like, during the whole, it was like, what would Abe say? They'd be like, it's okay. Yeah. You know, like, it's not that big of a deal. Yeah. You're okay. And again, I hesitate saying that because to some people, it is the end of the world. Mm -hmm. And rightly so. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't, I can't speak for anyone else's fertility experience. Yeah. I can't. And this is literally the end of the world when it happens to some women. And mm -hmm. I would be the first person to be there and support them and say, this sucks. I, I can't, I'm not you. So I don't know what you're going through, mm -hmm. but I'm here to support you. Mm -hmm. I feel like that is a really, um, valid way to support someone because <laughs> you don't know what they're thinking you mm -hmm. don't know their experience you can you can support you can empathize even but I think just being in a place of I'm here for you is enough mm -hmm. um but yeah that was something that you know just again in the teachings in the books and the podcasts and everything that I've listened to having that perspective on life in general mm -hmm. when anything goes wrong it's like lower the stakes mm -hmm. It's okay. Mm -hmm. You know, stop taking it all so seriously. Um, I do want to say too that when it happened, I got a message from Rochelle. It was such a beautiful message because her, what she said to me was, I'm excited for you. 
I'm so excited for you. And I was like, wow. First of all, I feel what like Rochelle Mini, right? Yeah, from, from Mexico. Okay. Yeah, from Mexico. Okay. Yeah, Rochelle from like we were just with her. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, this is a huge compliment. Huge compliment. Cause she knows. She gets it. She knows that I'm okay. Yeah. Right? Who says that? Who calls the or she sent me a voice message? And she's like, I'm so excited for you. She said, and I'll give it some context. She said, when something like this happens in our life, when something negative, quote unquote, happens, what it means is the universe is setting something up for you. It's giving you an experience that's going to help others. It's giving you an experience that you're able to talk about. Mm-hmm. And she's like, you're going to change. It's going to change people's lives. And she's like, what's about to happen to you is so fucking exciting. Mm-hmm. Because you're going through something that's really intense. And anytime that happens, it's the universe queuing you up mm-hmm. for the next amazing opportunity. Mm-hmm. You're going through a dark time, which means so much love and light and excitement and joy is coming your way. Mm-hmm. So like, <laughs> I was so flattered because I was like, wow, she knows me. Mm-hmm. We only spent a week together mm-hmm. and she was like, she knows I can take this. She knows that I'm ready for that message. Mm-hmm. I love that. Right? Like yes. very brave of her. Yes. <laughs> to message me <laughs> going say, through that. I'm so excited for you. <laughs> it could have gone another way, right? Yeah, it totally. easily could have gone another yeah. way, but she knew that I was like ready for that message. Yeah. So I was like, okay, first of all, kudos to you, Rochelle, because you nailed it. Second of all, wow, what a beautiful perspective so soon. Yeah. Like it adjusts. It was, you know, I don't know when you told the group because Sam told a bunch of people for me. So I didn't have to keep reiterating that I was okay. Um, and yeah, like she, um, she nailed it. Mm, that's so cool. <laughs> I was so impressed with her response and that's awesome. loved that she knew it was a safe space to be so honest with me. Cool. And to support me so quickly. Yeah. I know. I love that. Crazy, right? Yeah. Yeah. She nailed it. Well done, Rochelle. Um, so, yeah, I think those are all of my thoughts. It's a lot of thoughts. I've been sitting with it for such a long time in terms of uh, being a projector. And the only two uh, energy centers that are defined are my crown and my Ajna. Mm-hmm. Right. So basically what that means is I go over stuff a lot. Mm-hmm. a lot in my head like trying to figure things out and um the way I do figure things out is by speaking so it's really great that I have a podcast because then I have an outlet to like say all the things that are going on in my brain so yeah it's like I mean like anything else in the universe in this podcast in manifestation in law of Attra- any of it the dichotomies mm-hmm. right like the polarizing oh. Like this miscarriage is the perfect example of that, mm-hmm. of like such pain on one side, literal pain and yeah. and emotional pain and, you know, all of that stuff that I was obviously going through. And then on the other side, such blessings, mm-hmm. such knowledge, such um, healing, um, like it's like anything else, right? Like with manifestation, you have to want something and really focus on it, but like let it go and totally trust that it's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. You know, like it's like, yeah. what? Like, what do I do? What? <laughs> we have to ask for it. Then you have to like forget about it. Like, okay, but I really want it though. Yeah, no, but you need to forget about it. And just trust that. Like, <laughs> what? Like it's hard, right? Yeah. And so this miscarriage is like, I feel like it's not even a straight line on a scale. It's like a whole circle with points all the way around it. But you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it's just... 
to be like, I'm really okay, but yes, it was painful, but I'm really grateful for all of the like amazing and like lovely support from everyone. But like, actually I'm really totally okay. Like how to explain this whole thing. Yeah. You need an hour. Yeah. Right. To explain all of the thoughts and feelings that you're having, which is why I'm really grateful to have this outlet. Um, but yes, I do. I want to reiterate, you know, again, none of this is to negate anyone else's experience. It is literally just to document my own. Um, and I can't explain how blessed and grateful I am for the support system that I do have for people who appropriately responded to this experience in my life. Um, I, I just, it really does, um, at times when, when times are really hard, it shows you who's in your corner. Mm-hmm. It shows you who, um, is there to support you. Mm-hmm. And I have an amazing support system, mm-hmm. an incredible support system. And again, that brought me so much gratitude. Mm-hmm. Like, look at all these people you know, reaching out to I say, know. it was really amazing. It was beautiful. Yeah, it was. It was really, really awesome to witness it all. Yeah. You and know, touching and yeah, it was really, really amazing. Yeah. Um, so yeah, my intention with this is it feels so good, honestly, to have a vessel that's holding all of these thoughts for me. Mm-hmm. Cause now I feel like I can really, it's like the closure piece I really needed. Yeah. Now I can let it go. Yeah. And this can live out there for other women to hopefully find uh, peace with. Mm-hmm. I think that's the word I'm looking mm-hmm. for. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, again, I don't, if you're someone that's going through this and it's not lighthearted for you, that's okay. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not here to say it should be. Mm-hmm. I'm just here to explain my own personal experience. But what I'm hoping is you can find some kind of light. Yeah from this conversation that you can um, find some peace. Mm-hmm. That's really, that was my dominant intention with this whole thing. Um, I realize there's a lot of sentences in here that can be completely taken out of context. <laughs> if you just grabbed a sentence and didn't hear the, the wraparound with it, but I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that, uh, that risk or that, um, I don't know the potential for that to blow up back in my face. Cause I know what my intention was and I feel like I've been very clear with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm, again, I'm hoping that it helps someone in some way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there it is. Well, thank you for sharing it with us. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you for this episode. Mm-hmm. It's been, it's been lovely. Oh, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> Again, like I feel like I haven't. Are you supposed to use that word in this? this, I don't know. I've been eyeballs for you to talk to. No, you've been really helpful, and of course, one of the supportive people. And I haven't given you the whole story and all my thoughts. Right? That's true. That's true. I I heard it here first. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Along with everybody else, so um, it's just really helpful to have all of my thoughts in one succinct place. So I really appreciate all of it. Mm -hmm. All right. Take a deep breath. Um, If this did resonate with you, if, I don't know, maybe it's risky to share it with somebody. (laughs) I don't know, maybe. Um, But if, you know, if you've had one and, and you do, if you did find this helpful, I mean, like I said, having a community of people that have had a miscarriage just makes it all the more normal. 
So I'm happy to talk about it. I'm happy to support you if you're going through this or someone you know is going through this and you want them to reach out or they decide to reach out or whatever it is. Like, I'm happy to continue this conversation and make it as accepted. And um, I keep using the word normal, but that's just the word I want to use as normal as possible. So if you're open to talking about it, I'm here. If you're not, that's your journey and that's okay too. Um, but just know that um, I'm with you and you're not the only one. And um, yeah, it's okay. However you're feeling is okay. And I believe you when you say that you're okay. And I believe you when you say that you're not okay. Either way, I'm here. And with that, I think I'll leave it unless there's anything else that you want to say. Nope. Okay. Uh, wishing you deeply, genuinely, <laughs> trusting that you're okay. <laughs> uh, a life filled with joy and abundance. And we will catch you next time. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for spending your precious time with us. If you enjoyed what you heard, this is the point in the podcast where we would probably ask you to share it with a friend, share it on Instagram, or write a review. We would also probably ask you to check us out on Instagram at Our Manifestation Journey or our website at OurManifestationJourney.com, but we wouldn't do that. No, we wouldn't do that. No, we're not like that. So, you know, whatever. It's fine. It, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> What we would love to hear is how your manifestation journey is going. Send us a DM, email, or screenshot an episode and share it if it resonated with you. And remember to tag us. We love hearing about your amazing manifestations. The music for this podcast is provided by the very talented and generous Bonus Points. And our sound engineering is crafted by the incredible William Mitchell. As always, we wish you a life full of joy and abundance, and we will see you next time on our manifestation journey.